This is a shock podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan. Hi, everyone. This is Jed. And welcome to episode six of From Grit to Great podcast. Jed, yes. how are you? I am well. I have been relaxing and things are getting slightly less busier. Still busy, but slightly less busier than before. So, Are you planning to do some holidays or vacation? Because I am this coming uh, May. Yes, I will this coming May, right after the elections, actually. Jed, speaking of elections, election season, can you give me your criteria for choosing your candidate? The leader that I want to have for the country is somebody who has integrity, somebody who does not have any corruption, graft and corruption cases, somebody who does not lie blatantly to the public, somebody who is always there when people need them. And when there's a calamity, when there's huge issues, that person will have to be speaking in front of the public, supporting them and cheering for them. I echo your same sentiments. Can I just add a few more criteria in my case? One is history. Mm Because I think it's very easy for anyone to just give you promises. Like, you know, if you're hunting for a boyfriend or girlfriend, it's easy for someone to say that I promise to do you the moon and the stars. I'm going to take good care of you. But what what it would be great to also find out is how did this person treat their relationships in the past? Which is why I think at some point when you're in the deeper part of dating period with someone, it's also nice to hear about how did they do with their ex I know that's an awkward conversation to open up, but I do that. And it's also the same criterion that I choose for my candidate. You could promise me the moon and the stars, but what did you do in the last six years or four years? Did you do what you promised? And what was your track record in terms of what laws did you bill in the Congress? How much did you spend your budget? That for me is a metric that you can always look at. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm also very hopeful. It's an exciting time for our country and I wish the best. So for all our listeners, I hope you choose the candidate not based on what they promise, but also on top of that, what did they do in the past? I think it's a battle of receipts, right? As we say in Tagalog, nasa resibo yan. So I hope you get the research. We're in a time of our lives where everything is Googleable. So please do your part. You still have a few hours or days to do that. Jed, for this episode, I'd like to continue our saga when it comes to career management. Last episode, what was our topic again? Job hunting. And speaking of job hunting, I hope a lot of our listeners were able to get some our myths and facts that were clarified. We're going to continue that with quitting your job. So I think this is very fitting because we want to talk about the opposite of job hunting. And this time it's about quitting and resigning. There is no hard and fast rule when to decide that you should quit, but you should be able to tell the signs. And so we're going to be helping our listeners. When is it the right time to quit? Jed, how many times have you quit in your life with your jobs? Twice, I think. But it's more of... When you were in the corporate world, how many jobs did you have again? I only had two. Oh, that's cool. And in both times, I had to quit because I needed to move and transition to another country. So I had like fair reasons 
too. The last job was a bit of both transitioning to another country. Plus also the management is not really good. Not the management, okay. the manager wasn't really good. So yeah, interesting to talk about when is it the right time to quit and probably what are also the signs and symptoms around you that may lead you to quitting. I'm going to make a disclaimer first, however, because I want people to know that quitting can be a good thing when the timing and reasons are right. But in the same breath, quitting is not the only solution for your problems in your career. I often get this in social media. I always post a lot of things about quitting and there are followers who start shouting in the comment section, say, Jonathan, all you talk about is quitting. Can you post something else? And obviously, if only people knew that the Facebook algorithm is the one exposing you to my posts about quitting, I post about so many other things. I'm even also an advocate that quitting should be your last resort because quitting is one of the costliest things to do in your life. You're going to start all over again. Mm -hmm. You're going to be learning new skills. You're going to be befriending new people. It's the last that you want to happen in your life. So quit only if you have exhausted already all the solutions that are made available for you in the company. I want to make that disclaimer before we proceed with this topic. So Jed, we'll talk about four reasons and four signs that can tell that it is the right time to quit. I'm going to start with reason number one. And this is mm -hmm. about quit. If for the longest time, you have been stagnating in your career. Stagnating in your career could be your problem or it could be a problem of the company. So when I say it's your problem, it might be because you're not stepping up. You're not anymore in interested with your job. It's because you're distracted with other things. I want to park that portion. I want to focus instead on you're stagnating in your career because there are uncontrollable things that do not allow you to progress in your career or to move on to a bigger and better position. So for example, I'll start first, Jed. One possible reason is the size of the company. The smaller your company is, there is a like likelihood that you're going to be stuck in that position for the longest time. Do you agree? That's true. I mean, in a corporate world, you know, when there's so many people vying for different positions across the ladder and within a specific position as well. There's too many competitors and it's so difficult to compete. And therefore, there's a bigger possibility that you will just be in your position at that point for a longer time. So that's when there's competition in the company. But I also want to talk about the size alone. If there are only 12 of you in the company, let's say it's a, it's a startup, mm -hmm. right? Do you really think you're going to be moving immediately to the next position? Of course not. Especially when you are probably a mid-tier position and the next person that you're reporting to is already the owner of the business. I don't think you'll be able to move fast as much as you can, which means you might want to consider instead a company that is so big, it could be a multinational company, it could be a corporation where the positions are so variable that you can move from one department to another. You can rotate to a different area, to a different skill and that allows you to progress. Jed, can you give me one more reason why someone who's performing well in the company, but they just can't get promoted, even if they deserve to get promoted. I think it must be a problem with the company. Say, for example, they have less financial resources. Mm. So it's impossible for them to really promote a number of people to a larger position with, you know, larger salary. So that, because that will burden them for additional costs, right? You know, so and I, I think that's a reason. I think this is a sad reason to be in. You deserve it. People have yeah. been praising you. Your boss loves 
you, but you know, you do a one-on-one discussion with your manager and your manager says, John, I really love you. I think you're doing so well, but I'm sorry. The management doesn't have the budget to promote you because higher position means higher salary, higher benefits. So I truly agree with this. You owe yourself your own career progress. So even if you love the company as well, because they've been praising you, I think it's a good time to move on and look for a company that can give you better resources for what you give. So the input should be matched with the right output as well. I'd like to make an argument here because... You know, sometimes not everything is all about the money. There are some companies who are very blatant about saying that, you know, we have not budgeted the promotion into our financial resources. However, we will promote you to a larger role that probably could help you motivate yourself and learn from the experience of being wait, in this Wait a minute. So are you telling me that some people get motivated just because they're given a higher position? But what? Oh, I mean, yes. People- People still Jed, people still need to put food on the table. That's so, true. That's true. I agree. I agree. But then there are still some people who would wish. I mean, this is a case where a person will truly loves the company, right? And if there are bigger roles given to this person, no matter how much compensation, some people, I tell you, you would be surprised. Some people would actually go for it because they are happy with a company. I know what type of people are you talking about? You're talking about young folks who are singles don't mind because they love what they do. They will put in all the 16 hours of work per day. But if you're talking to a 30 or 40 year old parent who has four kids to feed, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm not not trying to dismiss that market there. I'm just saying there are people Mm. who are happy with this situation. So my point is, it's really up to you. It may be a sign for you to actually leave the company, but also it could be a sign for you that maybe something better for you is still waiting for you in the company regardless of how much compensation you get. So that's sign number one. If you think you deserve more and the world is so big out there, right? There are plenty of fish to catch in the sea. I think you should not be in case enclosing yourself in a bubble. Explore, especially when you're young. You have so many opportunities to consider and you have the ability to risk if ever you don't get employed easily because you need to quit, go out there. I would challenge you to do that. All right, let's look at reason number two. Jed, are you ready for this? Maybe you can share what's our sign number two. Our reason number two is that work stress has been on a different level already. Like, Like, for example, the job doesn't fit you anymore. Like you're a new mom or a dad or you have moved to a new home and there are just so many things on your plate not just on the job, but also outside of your job that really, you know, stresses you so much that you can't focus any longer. As you grow older as and your position goes higher as well, the stress level just becomes unbearable. I want to give a case study for this. So I've worked in the pharmaceutical industry for four years. And for folks who are listening, who are aware of how industries vary in terms of stress level, the pharmaceutical industry is one of the best places to settle down because the stress and the workload is just the right amount, but not so bad that there are stressful industries like telecommunications. I've been there, very stressful. Aviation industries, also very stressful. So if you're young, if you're in your 20s or early 30s, go explore these industries. But when you are already a parent, 
you're a new mom or dad and you can't juggle too many things at the same time, I would recommend the pharmaceutical industry. The benefits have been so generous. So it matches your personal life with the demands of the job. So I have lots of colleagues who are new in the pharmaceutical industry because they said, you know, I moved to company X because I am a new parent and this is the company that suits my personal needs. This might be out of your control again. So let's say first two years, you were acing your job. You were doing so well. Even if you close your eyes, you can do everything because everything was a routine for you. But let's say something happened. Technology changes, a pandemic happens, a competitor suddenly gained so much market share versus your product or service. Suddenly, the job has evolved into something bigger. Let's say, for example, two of your teammates have quit and the company passed on the rest of the job to you and they refused to hire new members in the team. <laughs> have you experienced that? Gosh, it's one of the most complained stories I always get on Facebook. So the job suddenly has evolved and you can't even cope with it. Another reason probably when work stress has been super unbearable would probably be there has been changes on the people that you work with and the culture of the company mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So say, for example, there has been a new merger, a new acquisition. So there are new players now in the company who makes the decisions for the company, right? You may have new bosses. And also the culture will change, obviously, if there are a new set of people who is going to manage the entire company. That can take a toll on you. You have been working for so many years and months with using the same methodologies, working with the same people, with the same personalities. And that would have been changed all of a sudden. And that really creates a huge stress on a person. So those things can change your perception about the company. It may be for a good, it may be for the better, it may be for the worst, but it changes how you view your work to the point that it's manifesting to your physical health and also your mental health. All right, so I think it's a good segue also, Jed, to reason number three. Speaking of workload, speaking of stress, quit if you're not happy with what you are doing anymore. What do I mean by this? Like You just don't like what you're doing, the job in itself. So it could be because the job has changed to something routinary. The job has changed to something that you don't feel the purpose of what you believe in life. So I have this Filipino friend who's a nurse moved to Belgium because he was offered a job that was six times the salary. Imagine that. He was even provided his own home. And problem is, he was just not happy with his job. He was a nurse in the Philippines. He was used to interacting with patients all the time. But in his new job, he had to be in a medical research laboratory. He had to check and pick up culture of bacteria, report some statistics. He was only with one to two people inside that room with no one else. And he can't even talk much. So he was unhappy. And he quit his job. I can so understand that he it wasn't just aligned with his personality anymore. What else, Jed, could be the reason why someone's not happy anymore with their job? Well, in, in your case, do you have any experience for it for this? Yeah, for me, in my case, like I know I'm not happy anymore because I wanted to do something better in my life. Like I wanted to do open a business. I want to become an entrepreneur. And I think for so many people out there as well, you know, it's it's funny because every time I talk about my story to people who are still, you know, working for a corporate company, they would all, you would always hear them say, oh, I'm so jealous that you've gotten... I want to become like you. Yeah. Yes. 
So, you know, and I keep telling these people, like, just seeking another different kind of thrill. I want to make a disclaimer here because sometimes the feeling of wanting to be thrilled by a different adventure, sometimes our default mindset is, I have to get out of this company, which isn't the case all the time. So I've talked about quitting, that this is the theme of the podcast, but quitting does not mean you have to leave the company. You can quit by quitting the position that you have in the organization. So quit your department, but you can ask your manager, can I be moved instead to a different department? Can I still stay in the company, but I want to move on to a different city? Can I be rotated to a different position so that you don't need to incur the costs of having to leave the organization. You're just moving on to a different path. Mm-hmm. That's a route that you can also take. So this is one of my mantra in life. Sometimes when you can't reach the peak of your mountain, you don't need to leave that mountain. Our default mindset is, I'm going to look for a different mountain instead. That's not the case. If you can't reach the peak, you probably just need to look for a different route. Quit the job, but don't quit the company. Look for a different position. Sometimes if your issue is your boss, quit the boss. Ask HR to be rotated to a different team instead wherein the boss is different and you get along with her or quit marketing because you want to pursue finance or sales. So you're still in the same organization, but you're able to pursue a different trajectory. That's another definition of quitting in this case. So there, Jed, are you happy with what you're doing right now in your business? I I actually am. There's more um, accomplishment and feeling of self-worth that I feel when I'm doing my own business compared to when I am a seller So on a scale of one to 10, how is your level of happiness right now? Happiness in terms of accomplishment is like off the roof. Oh, that's good. in terms of happiness of being able to enjoy my life, that's probably like one. But then again, that's a trade-off, right? That's true. Yes. This is something that you have signed up for. you know. And it's also how you redefine your happiness. Some people are happy sacrificing their social life because they know that they are happy with their accomplishments that they have. So you decide how you define that happiness also. Can I just also make one more disclaimer? Because some of our listeners might end up thinking, well, both Jonathan and Jed are entrepreneurs. Does that mean that I need to quit my job and become an entrepreneur myself? And the answer is no. It just happens that this is the route that makes us feel accomplished. But this is not the only route. There are people who for the longest time in their lives will continue to be in the corporate world because they prefer the stability that a corporate life gives them. If that is what makes you happy, continue that route. But for me and Jed, who just happens to have a different definition of thrill, adventure, and accomplishment, the entrepreneurship world is what attracted us to change lanes. Jed, we got last reason number four, and I'm Please, this is last because I think this is something that you can relate with. Mm-hmm. Quit because speaking of happiness, which we talked about in the third point, quit because you're no longer engaged with your team or your boss. I think you should talk about your story in Japan, Jed, because we've talked about <laughs> that many times in our lives. So Jed, come on. I'll give you the floor. Well, okay. The reason was primarily, number one, I needed to move back to Singapore. And that's actually not really under my control. But more importantly, the reason I quit my job in Tokyo was because I was having some huge unbearable stress in terms of my relationship with my manager. He's not actually my manager. He was just a transition manager because I was the first gaijin, the first foreigner in the department of our company. Wait, so in your company, so this is a Japanese company and your manager was Japanese. It was their first time to have a foreigner in their team. Actually, 
no, it's not the first time for them to have a foreigner, but a first time for them to have a foreigner who's already an associate, like okay. already a manager who does not really speak 100% fluent Japanese. So I, okay, okay. So maybe they think that you don't deserve the position. Yes. Oh. Yes. So, so, so. Oh my God, that's going to be hard. Okay. So I can understand why probably unconsciously your manager hates you for that yes. reason. So it, there was, there was, I, I felt that there was jealousy there on that part. But again, I always tell myself he should not be worried or he should not be jealous at all. I mean, again, this is just my theory, but you know, sometimes you, you just have, you feel what you feel, right? And and what I felt then was that this person was really jealous with me. And so he gave me a hard time. But also, When you say hard time, like what? Gave like, you an unbelievable workload? No, it's not the workload. It's just the, the passive aggression that he always given me. Like um, nitpicking on your work? Is that yes, what you're saying? Yes, like all my comments are not valid. Only his are valid. Mm. Were valid. I can so. imagine how you would... Because you mentioned this to me. And okay, so as a background for our listeners, Jed never told this to me until he left the job. And I was like, Jed, I'm your brother and I'm the guy who talks about career and why did you not even say this to me? But I remembered when Jed was telling this to me, he, I can so feel the anxiety and how it affected his mental wellness that it's probably yeah. the only thing he thinks about when he wakes up in the morning and before he sleeps at night, right? Moving forward. So I can so relate to this reason and I think a lot of our listeners will also feel that way. Regardless of what the reason is for the bad and toxic relationship it is with your boss, two things. Number one, find a way to resolve it first. And number two, if you have exhausted everything to the point that, you know, you even ask your teammates, am I the only person feeling this? You've even asked HR, is this manager really X, Y, and Z? And if you think that those things cannot anymore be resolved, and you know that this is going to sustain for the longest time, I think that you should not sacrifice your engagement and your happiness in the company because no matter how high is your salary and no matter how much you love your job, at the end of the day, you are still going to interact with a person or a teammate for coordination. And if that is going to ruin your day, I don't think it's worth the job. Agree? Yep. And So agree. Yeah. And respect as well. Like, for example, sometimes I have bosses. I had bosses in my life that I couldn't respect because I don't think that they're competent. I have teammates who just happen not to vibe with my personality because they keep on judging my lifestyle choices. Lifestyle choices such as I choose to speak this way. I choose to engage with you face-to-face -face rather than being passive-aggressive on email. I choose to like this other person. And sometimes, guys, business is all about managing people's expectations and if they just have a different lifestyle choice, no matter how much you please them, they will never like you for who you are. Is life unfair because you will face these kinds of people in life? Yes. And it's the choices that we make in life that will determine us if we will move forward happily or not. So yeah, it's a sign. If you really can't get along with this person, I think this is a check mark that you need to consider if it's time to let go and to leave. Right. So what about you, John? Have there been any moments when you feel very disengaged from your job any longer? A lot. I don't think I have the confidence to name people in this, <laughs> <laughs> in this podcast. Nevertheless, all the three companies I've worked with, I am grateful eternally. If I were to do it all over again, I would still work for those three companies because I've learned so much. I hope whoever's listening to this podcast, uh, we were able to shed some light that quitting can be a good thing if the timing and reasons are right. And if you bounce off your options to people who know you well. So please do not contemplate on these things alone. 
don't be like Jed a while ago who kept things to himself, right? So, <laughs> but wait, I'm sure Jed, you've talked about this with your, some of your friends, right? Of course, of course. Okay. You just avoided your big brother because you didn't like him that time. No, so. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, I don't want to complicate things with, with too many people involved, you know? Mm. I just had to tell it to one, two people and that's about it, really. If there are any folks listening that you might be in the crosshairs right now, how about you send me an email? I'll hope I can read it, make it quick and concise, and I can share some tips to you. JonathanYabut at gmail.com. And who knows, we might be able to feature your letters also in the future. Yeah, and who knows, we will be seeing people who have risen to the occasion and become really big entrepreneurs themselves because they have quit or became corporate rock stars because they have left their previous jobs. And, you know, I, w- I just wish that people, when they transition to another company or to another venture in their lives, they do not have any single regret of what they have done in their past. And they just take away the beautiful things that the past company has given them and has given them as experience to become a better corporate player or a better entrepreneur in the future. Can I also say as a last remark, Quitting is a risk. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But as long as you take calculated risks, then you will not have much regret whenever you make those decisions later on. Yeah. So when I say calculate those risks, do not make decisions on your own. Sound it off to other people who know you well. Try to get some anecdotes and talk to people who have experienced it in the past because likely they will be able to share with you their mistakes so that you do not repeat them again. All right. Jed, thank you for sharing this topic with me. I learned so many things. I had some nostalgic discussions again with you. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.